Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Bitcoin, the world's largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, fell below 40,000 on Monday for the first time since March 16th. Is this largely on the back of rising inflationary fears and tighter Fed policy reasons? Also, we'll take a look at Fidelity to offer exposure to the metaverse and digital payments with its new ETFs. What sort of signal is this sending out for the kind of exposure to digital payment related companies and and the metaverse that investors seem to want at this point in time. And then we'll take a closer look at institutional inflows to crypto funds, uh, Bitcoin funds in particular. Cryptocurrency funds apparently attracted inflows for the second straight week. Nearly all investments going into European funds, but it's uh, Bitcoin funds that we're going to focus on today. In conversation with Vijay Iyer, VP for Corporate Development and Global Expansion at Luno. Good morning, Vijay. Morning, Michelle. How are you? Doing well. So help us understand the possible drivers of Bitcoin's fall. Below 40,000 for the first time since mid-March. There was a lot of hoopla at the Bitcoin 2022 conference. Uh, predictions that it would go to a million by the end of the year. What do you see as possible drivers for the drop that we've just seen? Right. Um, I, I mean, since you mentioned the conference, uh, usually you'd also see people you know, re- uh, refer to these conferences as bearish indicators, um, you know, mm-hmm. so I would also kind of jokingly refer to that. But what I would say is two things, right? Like generally, um, you know, you can look at this with a, in a short-term perspective or and a long-term perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Short-term, obviously, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty. Um, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, rising inflation, interest rate hikes, and so on. Um, so that is a bit nervous for the market. Um, and generally, you know, of course, a, a week you know, you know, in a week, in a certain week, Bitcoin might be kind of going past 40k, coming down below 40k, and so on. It's hard to kind of really pinpoint why exactly that's happening. If you zoom out a bit, you know, since November we've actually been in a downtrend, right? Um, so this has already been kind of going down since November, and we're basically just kind of clawing our way back up. It's not yet a, a massive recovery, if you ask me. And, and it is because of these reasons, right? Uh, broadly around kind of the the war tensions and and then the market as well. So, uh, if you ask me generally where I think we are, um, honestly, unless we get above you know 50k on a long you know high time frame basis, we're still in kind of uncertain territory. But of course, you know we could get to 50k as well in the next two three weeks. Is that bullish or bearish? Uh, not not sure, right? Uh, like I said, if we kind of close on those high time frames, it starts to get a bit more uh, bullish. So it's still trading Bitcoin in alignment with uh, global markets? Exactly, yeah. So, you know, very much correlated with traditional uh, markets, um, the NDX as well. So you, these correlations are moving up and to the right. So no reason to believe that yet at least that, uh, you know, Bitcoin or crypto will behave any differently. All right. How have other alternative cryptocurrencies performed in the past week since we last spoke with you, Vijay? Right. I mean, these um, generally with the altcoins, as we call them, right, um, they kind of tend to move much higher and much lower than Bitcoin in general. So as Bitcoin kind of has risen up, we've seen a lot of altcoins actually gain uh, a larger percentage in terms of growth. 
um, such as um, you know, uh, so, so, you know uh, Luna, Sol- uh, Solana, a lot of these popular. L1, as we call them, layer one cryptocurrencies. But now, as, as we have dropped over the past week, they've actually taken a bit more of a hit. Um, so generally, the you know, last week has been a bit rough, uh, and you've seen a lot of these lose amount of value. Can you give us a sort of overview of, you know, what were the biggest losers or what sort of movements were you seeing? Right. I mean, so, you know, stuff like the popular stuff like Avalanche, Cardano, Luna, all of them, declined more than 10%, while Bitcoin actually declined a couple of percentage points. Um, so, you know, if, like I said, a lot of these altcoins actually react much more adversely than Bitcoin. Um, but, so, but in general, as Bitcoin is growing back up now, you also see these altcoins kind of gaining uh, a decent amount. So again, the ones that are really popular currently in, in, in sentiment are mm-hmm. Luna and uh, Solana, AVAX, these are top kind of, uh, uh, you know, layer one blockchains, if, if we call them, mm-hmm. smart contract platforms that are actually quite uh, doing quite well, uh, given the, just the most recent kind of uptick in, in price. Interesting. Now, switching gears and looking at Fidelity, the world's fourth largest asset management company, Fidelity Investments, said it plans to offer two ETFs, exchange-traded funds, for investors to gain exposure to the broader crypto, blockchain and digital payment ecosystems. When you look at the sort of products that they're offering, uh, the Fidelity Metaverse ETF, Fidelity Crypto Industry and Digital Payments ETF, as an observer, what do you think this signals in terms of demand from investors who are looking closely at the digital ecosystem? Yeah, it's all positive, right, Michelle? I think um, even if you look at traditional markets, um, ETFs are, are a massive industry, right? And there's no doubt about that. And it's the easiest way for the average retail investor to gain access or exposure to, to an asset class. Um, and so we're going to, I mean, of course, we're going to see the same with crypto and we're already seeing that, right? So it's basically, I, I, you know, you're going to see a, uh, a kind of massive run by a lot of these kind of large institutional players to offer retail-friendly products such as ETFs, uh, and we're already seeing that. And so, I mean, if you know, crypto even now for an average investor is is difficult to navigate, right? To actually be able to sign up, you know, to an account, buy crypto, store it safely, etc. Unless they really want to use the asset. But if, the, if an investor purely wants to gain access to the asset class in terms of price exposure and, uh, and and in terms of their holdings, an ETF is such a convenient product. So you'll see a lot more of this. Of course, the, the holy grail is the, is the spot Bitcoin ETF that folks like Grayscale have been kind of, uh, you know, waiting for a while now. Um, I think we're going to see some response from the uh, you know, from the SEC in uh, in July on that, but yeah, if that's that's that will be a watershed moment for sure uh, when we, when we get that. All right, switching now to MoonPay, it has raised eighty seven million dollars from over sixty high profile investors. It's one of more than six hundred crypto startups that's seen some twelve billion in venture capital funding this year. It's a firm. It's got four point two trillion dollars in assets under management, and it's filed an application for a metaverse ETF late in January, and that was when the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission refused to approve a Fidelity spot Bitcoin ETF over in the U.S. So what is the appeal of MoonPay when you're looking at it? Do you think it's this is a landmark in terms of the movements in the world of NFTs? 
Right. Um, so I think, I mean, the, I mean, obviously they're a player um, that we uh, sometimes work with. They've gone kind of big on NFTs. Um, the NFT market generally has been hot over the past year, as we all know. Uh, it actually tapered down, though, over the past few months. So, um, you know, off late, it's been a bit of a kind of uh, mooted response in general. But this is a good kind of good validation in terms of uh, a lot of interest from, you know, celebrities, the entertainment industry, content creators, etc. Mainly because they view NFTs as a, as, a, as a new form of connecting directly with their audience, right? Um, so, the you know, they've raised from some really high profile kind of celebrities, um, which is great. I mean, I think for crypto generally, NFTs, is bringing a whole new audience into the crypto kind of ecosystem and celebrities like these uh, will will do a lot for the industry. So I think it, it, it is, uh, you know, and it is bullish generally for NFTs. But if you ask me market cycle wise, I mm-hmm. think we're probably um, looking at, um, you know, a, a, you know, it's not as kind of exciting yet uh, as last year. Mm-hmm. It's going through a typical market cycle where it kind of hit a peak and we're kind of looking at uh, a slightly dwindling momentum at this point. All right. And for the listeners wondering what MoonPay is all about, they provide payment infrastructure for crypto and NFT transactions um, to help content creators connect with their fans, increasingly using NFTs to market their work. So apparently Justin Bieber, tennis player Maria Sharapova, for example, quite interested in this space. All right, Vijay, uh, one more area that I wanted to discuss on this show is what Luno says of March inflows for exchange-traded BTC funds. I understand um, Luno looks at March as quite a massive month for exchange-traded BTC funds. Yeah, um, so... uh, Generally, if you look at a lot of on-chain kind of indicators, um, the, the 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 percentage of people starting to you know continue to hold or hodl, if you in in crypto terminology, uh, Bitcoin is continuing to rise, right? Um, so either they buy spot directly or they kind of um, uh, you know sign up to one of these funds, uh, and hence you're seeing the general kind of uh, your general you're seeing the general uptick in people gaining exposure to BTC, uh, mainly also because uh, this is a large accumulation period. If you you know again zooming out right, if you zoom out and see, mm-hmm. we've come off like highs from 69k of November, and these are these are actually you know good prices to be accumulating at uh, if you actually have a lo- much, much longer term view on crypto and Bitcoin, right? So I think you're seeing a result of that is general accumulation by uh, smart money and large players. Um, and either they, they can buy spot directly or on an OTC desk or they, you know, they uh, get into like an exchange traded fund. Thanks very much for joining us this morning, Vijay. Vijay IR is VP Corporate Development and Global Expansion at Luno, plugging us into market movements in the crypto world. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.